the book of Philemon tonight, short little book, one of the only books in the Bible that is a personal letter, not written to a church or to an area like Galatians, but to a person, Philemon, chapter 1, Paul a prisoner of Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, our beloved friend and fellow laborer, to the beloved Apphia and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church that is in your house, grace to you and peace from God our Father and of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for those serving and those in youth ministry, Lord. Those over the internet, Father, and over the radio, those, Lord, who are dealing with illness right now, Lord, surgeries, all kinds of things going on inside of our body. And so, Lord, just that you would meet with us once again, that, Lord, you would give your Holy Spirit so that we might have understanding in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Look at verse 15. Oh, why did he go there? <laughs> this is the whole thing that we're going to talk about today. How many of you have ever had anybody betray you? So that's nobody. Good night. This whole letter is about betrayal and then about one party interceding for the other party and bringing back that communion. We're going to see the gospel message. Because you might ask yourself, why is Philemon even in the Bible if it's a personal letter of Paul's? Because inside of it is the gospel message. But I want you to see this and highlight this because this is the focus of it. Why do things happen on planet Earth? Why do we go through X, Y, and Z? Well, it says it right here, and we'll dive into it in a minute, but for perhaps. And on our, our the kind of title of the message, and I don't usually title messages, the, the title of the message is Perhaps God. Perhaps God is going to allow this to happen, or this is the movement that is going to happen. Perhaps God. And so, we'll talk about Philemon and Onisirus. Onesimus and Paul, and put this all together. Verse 1 tells us that Paul is a prisoner of Jesus Christ. Normally, he would tell us that he was an apostle of Jesus Christ, but here it is a personal letter, and so he's wanting again, and, to, and we'll see this, put himself on the same level as Philemon. He calls him his beloved friend and fellow laborer. Please note with me that Paul does not elevate himself higher than anybody else. This is the apostle Paul. I mean, I'll, I'll just say it for him. Probably the smartest guy on planet Earth. The, the mind of Paul was amazing. And what he was able to accomplish by the Holy Spirit. And yet, as, he will, as we'll see, he doesn't put Philemon down or, or anyone else. And yet, he says, I am a co-laborer with you, Philemon. And so, he is a prisoner, a bond slave of Christ Jesus. Notice Timothy is with him. To Philemon, our, our beloved friend and fellow laborer. 
written around 62-ish A.D. at the same time of the book of Colossians because Philemon is the one that has the house church there, as we'll see. Uh, In verse 2, it says that the church is in in your home. He has the house church in Colossae. So this letter that Paul wrote to the Colossians, to this area, is going to final letter uh, to Philemon because I want to broker a problem that's going on and I want to be a peacemaker that Jesus asks us to do, to be a peacemaker. No one wants to get in the middle of anyone else's problems or issues anymore. And yet, the Bible says as believers, sometimes we got to get dirty. I mean, I don't like it. Anyone else like to get in the middle of that? You got junk on you and stuff's flying all around. I don't want to get in the middle of that. But yet sometimes, here's Paul the Apostle. He's got two fellow believers. One of them did something wrong. We'll get to the wrong. Well, how do I broker the peace? How do I become the peacemaker and bring that back so that the body of Christ is whole? Well, the first thing that you do when you're trying to help out the situation is you get the wife involved. Amen, wives? How do you get, how do you, it's a little quiet in the room right now. How do you get that husband nudged in the right way? Well, you put the wife's name inside of the letter. Aphia is her name, and Archippus is his son as well. So Paul... Paul knows, and we're going to see, Paul is a master. By the time we're done with this letter, you're like, this guy knows how to work it. He gets the whole family involved. Why? Because we will see that this runaway slave was part of their house, and they knew him. And so Paul brings them all together. Note with me, he says, and the church that is in your house, grace to you, and peace from God our Father and of our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, I thank my God making mention of you always in my prayer. Now, I don't want to say it this way, but does any, you're going to start to hear Paul butter up the situation. He's going to kind of, hey, look, here's a problem, Philemon. But Man, Philemon, you're awesome. Let's see how he does with getting him buttered up. I thank my God making mention of you always in my prayer, hearing, Philemon, of your love. Oh, Philemon, you love so much. (laughs) Your faith has become evident by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Philemon, you're doing a wonderful job. Let's pause and let's see what's wrong. Well, Philemon has a slave, and that slave... There is in verse 10, Onesimus. And he ran away from Colossae a thousand miles to Rome. Now, if you're a slave, you're going to run away. You might as well run as far as you possibly can. And then you want to go to the biggest city that you can so you can kind of blend in. But here's what's funny. Uh, Verse 15, perhaps God. So I want you to imagine this scene. Philemon, his wife, his son, there's a church going on, 
and there is a slave inside of his house, Onesimus, who is not saved. He runs away, as we will see. We think from the text that he also stole from Philemon, because you got to need some money when you're running away, right? And so he runs and he goes to Rome. And who does he run into <laughs> but Paul the Apostle? Now, I don't know if you know this. It, this is quite interesting in the Roman and Greek world of the day. The Greeks had this law or kind of a rule that the Romans adopted later. And the Greeks said, listen, if you were a slave, you could run away to somebody else's house that knew your master, you could run away from there and have sanctuary until it was brokered uh, some kind of peace. And that other person could buy you then, as we will see, Paul will talk all about this tonight, he could buy you and that you wouldn't be killed. Because <laughs> that was the whole idea. If you ran away, you basically that was a death sentence. Unless you could get to somebody else's house that knew your slave master. So now here is Onesimus running away, a thousand miles away, and he is running into, of all people, Paul the Apostle. And while he is running into Paul the Apostle, something happens. Anybody know what happens? He gets saved. Okay, well now what do we do? What does Paul do? Because as we will see, Paul is going to speak highly of this Onesimus. He's going to say that he is profitable for me. Paul says he is a great help for me while I am in Rome. Again, Paul did not have a whole lot of people around him. And so here's an opportunity, and Paul's like, oh, this is great, but Onesimus, you you kind of have to go back and face the music. <laughs> Paul, could you write a letter to Philemon for me? <laughs> oh, and that's what we're reading. And so as Paul is speaking about Onesimus, he's speaking to Philemon, and notice he says in verse 5 again, hearing of your love. Philemon, you love people. Now just remember that when Onesimus walks through the door. Listen, there's nothing wrong with being reminded of these things. Oh, he's working him. Everybody get that? Paul the Apostle is doing his best to broker this peace. He says, hearing of your love and your faith, Philemon, which you have towards the Lord Jesus and towards all of the saints, that the sharing of your faith may be effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Again, that faith that is in our life, the love and the faith that comes out should be evident. Did you see that? Should be evident to other people. The sharing and the effectiveness that is, comes out of our life for every good thing that is in Christ Jesus. <laughs> Verse 7, For we have great joy... <laughs> And consolation in your love because the hearts of the saints have been, I, I just, I can't read it without laughing. Because I, I know what, I mean, 
You all know what Paul's doing here. He is trying to get Philemon to welcome Onesimus inside of the house and, and have this fellowship once again. And he says, for we have this great joy and consolation in your love because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed by you, brother. Remember, Philemon has this house church in Colossae. It is his responsibility, and Paul is now about to send this letter to Colossae. And so now he gets to the heart of the issue, and he says in verse 8, Therefore, though I might be very bold in Christ to command you, which is fitting. Now, this is where Paul softens it, and he says, Listen, I have every right as an apostle to be bold and tell you and order you, Philemon, what to do. He says, but I don't want to do that. He says, if I have to play the apostle card, I will, but I don't want to have to do that. He says that I might be very bold in Christ to command you what is fitting or right. Yet, verse 9, for love's sake, I rather appeal to you, being such a one as Paul, <laughs> the aged. Is this, is he heaping it up or what? You know, I could, I'm an apostle and I'm kind of old. Could you just throw me the old man a bone here and just take in Onesimus? I mean, you don't hear Paul write like this anywhere else. He says, hey, I'm an old man and also now a prisoner of Jesus Christ. He's going to play that card too. He says, I appeal to you. Please note with me for my son. Now, in the Greek, it reads this way. Let me read it to you because the, uh, the English is bad. It says, I appeal to you for my son, whom I have begotten while in my chains, Onesimus. So think, Philemon is reading this, and then he gets to the end of that word, and it's Onesimus. And what is that doing to Philemon? Onesimus is with Paul the Apostle, but note that Paul the Apostle calls Onesimus his son. As we now work through this section, I want you to start to see the gospel message. We're going to see that we run away from God in our sin. And yet, who is there? Who is waiting to call us sons and daughters of the Most High God? So just keep that in your mind as we go. He says, I appeal to you my, for my son, whom I begotten while in chains. Philemon, while I was bound up for the gospel of Jesus Christ, let me, let me jump again. I'm going to do this all night. For perhaps there's a reason why Onesimus came here. Why these things happen in our life. Notice, who was once unprofitable for you. He left you. He, he, he didn't do a good job when he was with you, but now, Paul says, he's profitable for you and me. Why is he profitable? Because now he's a, 
he's a co-laborer. Now he's a follower of Jesus Christ. Once he was just a runaway slave, a bad slave at that, a bad worker, and now he gets saved, he gets transformed in his life. He's helping me, and ultimately, Philemon, he is going to help you, who was once unprofitable to you, but now is profitable to you and to me. Now he's going to be a co-laborer with you. Okay. I'm pretty sure somewhere I've read in the Bible that we are supposed to forgive people. I think that's somewhere. But we forget that. No matter what somebody has done, please hear this, no matter what somebody has done to you, the Bible commands us to forgive. That's what Paul is now going down that road. <laughs> He's going to, all right, I'll get there in a minute. I, I, I think this is one of the funniest books in all of the Bible. It's great. I would have loved to have been here while Philemon was reading it. Are you kidding me, Paul? You're going to bring that up? He says, I'm sending him back. You therefore receive him, that is my own heart. So he, he's like, I'm an old man. <laughs> I was in chains. He's profitable for me. This is my heart being poured out to you, Philemon. Take him back as if it was me, whom I wish to keep with me, that on your behalf he might minister to me in my chains for the gospel. Philemon, I wish that I would keep him unto my... A little guilt trip there, just a little bit. But i got to send him back to you. He'll tell us why in a minute. And, and this is important for us to remember. Just as Paul is working through this, that again, forgiveness is the number one thing. He says, whom I wish to keep with me, verse 13 that on your behalf he might minister to me in my chains. Does anyone else? I, I, I love uh, th this little book because here we've got this slave, runaway, bad worker, uh, running away, and yet he gets saved, and now he is ministering to the Apostle Paul. Total, forgive that person in your strength, and you will not be able to do that. Can I get a testify? <laughs> All right, there's a couple of people who are as bad as me. You let the Holy Spirit do that, and everything is possible, no matter what they've done to you. What have we done to God, and what has he forgiven you of? What has he forgiven me of? Paul wants that to be on the the mind of Philemon. Mm -hmm. 14. But without your consent, Philemon, I wanted to do nothing that your good deed might not be compulsive, but voluntary. I find it fascinating. I mean, wouldn't we agree that Paul could just write the letter Philemon, not send Onesimus back? And Philemon, would we not, I mean, just give it to me. We're like, okay. The fact that he sends Onesimus back 
thousand miles back to personally, one-on-one, restore the fellowship is huge. Carrying the very letter. (laughs) Who doesn't want to see this? Who is it? It's Onesimus. Get the dogs, you know. And he's there. He's holding the scroll in his hand. Wait, don't don't beat me yet. (laughs) Read this. Onesimus is carrying that. And now Onesimus' heart is different. And now they were at odds, and now they're co-laborers. It's beautiful, isn't it? We're going to see this is the gospel message for us as well. So he says, not without consent. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to violate your will, Philemon. I wanted it to be voluntary. And here it is, verse 15. We got to it finally. Please underline this or highlight that word, perhaps. Paul says, for perhaps he, Onesimus, departed for a while for this purpose, that you might receive him forever, no longer as a slave, but more than a slave, a beloved brethren, especially to me, but how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord. And here it is. Perhaps God. Perhaps God allowed this to happen for a purpose and a reason. Why did that betrayal happen in your life? Why did that bad circumstance happen? Why did that child go prodigal? Why did this happen? Why did that happen? And this is what, this is the biblical truth that we must learn tonight, is that perhaps God is allowing this to happen so that somebody like Onesimus gets saved. Not only that, let's read it, no longer a slave, but more than a slave, a beloved brethren. This is kind of hard to say, but think about the people in your life. Are you willing to go through what you have gone through with them so that you will be with that person in heaven? Do we believe in Jesus Christ and have faith in God so much that we just want it for ourselves? Or is it open for other people? I, 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 I got to tell you, I love when these, these stories happen where this amazing transformation happens in the life of a person. It happened in jail or it happened in an accident that happened. I mean, this, this goes on all the time. The prodigal son is in the pig pen and he realizes, oy vey, I could have better food on my dad's table as a slave and a servant. Perhaps God is allowing this for a purpose that you might receive from him forever, no longer a slave but a beloved brethren. Why do these things happen on planet Earth? Why do things happen to you and I? 
for perhaps God. That's it. Don't search for any other universalist meaning to life. It is simply this bad happened, that tire blew out, that old lady pulled in front of you and you went slower and then you saw 5-0 down the, down the street that didn't give you, give you a ticket. Perhaps God all the time, doesn't it happen? Perhaps that child, that adult child, has to go into the wilderness and hear the message from somebody other than you. That was my case. Because we tend to hear our family and drown out our family. If you've got a family member unsaved, you need to pray that God brings somebody in their life that is not you. Wherever they are, if they're a hunter, bring a Christian hunter. If they're a whatever, Lord, bring somebody in their life for this purpose, for perhaps God. We don't need to say why. Paul, by the Holy Spirit, I believe, defines for us the why. Paul just looked at it and goes, this is divine providence. The founding fathers used to use that term all the time, divine providence. That God is perhaps allowing us to revolt from British rule. Perhaps God will allow a bunch of farmers to beat a professional army. It happened. And now the United States of America has sent out more missionaries and the gospel has gone out in this United States than any other nation. This is the nation that people want to come to. <laughs> you know, people like to say how much they hate this nation. I'd like to buy them a ticket out of this nation. Go away. Go to Canada. Try their health care. Then come back. Why did Canadians come to us for health if it's so good? Ah, that'll be on the podcast. For perhaps he departed for a while for this purpose, that you might receive him forever. Was it worth it, Philemon, for him to run away and run into the hands of Paul the Apostle? Is that not the providence in the hand of God? Happens all the time. They run into this person or that person, and that person is a believer, or that nurse or doctor's a believer. I've been in the emergency room with, with some of my kids on holidays. Anybody else? Seems like holidays are the days that they want to get hurt. And uh, we were in there one time on Mother's Day, uh, and the doctor was a believer. It was just so comforting that day. Perhaps God. Why does God allow these things to happen? So that somebody will be more than a slave. Notice, no longer a slave to sin, more than a slave, a beloved brother. He says, especially to me, he says, but how much more to you, Philemon, both in flesh and in the Lord. What an amazing reunion. Don't you want to see that video? 
Once Philemon's done reading this, and it's probably weeping, and Onesimus is saying that he is sorry, and now this reunion takes place, he says, if then you count me a p- <laughs> if you then count me as a partner, receive him as you would me. Oh, he throws that in there now. Not only am I old and aged, but listen, if you receive me, hey, receive him as you would receive me. But note with me, if he has wronged you or owes you anything, put that on my account. So that leads us to believe that Onesimus probably stole some kind of uh, money or object to get himself where he was going. Having, oh no, no, where did I go? Um, 19, I, Paul, am writing with my own hand, and I will repay, not to mention to you, (laughs) that you owe me, (laughs) even your... I can't even get through it. He goes, Philemon, just so you know, you owe me your life. He had to throw that one in at the end. It is like the trump card. Listen, if you hear nothing, you got saved because of me. Okay. Don't you hate it when someone throws that out at you? Oh, you're a Christian. You're supposed to forgive. I know. He says, I'm writing with my own hand. And I will repay, not to mention to you, that you owe me even your own self besides. Yes, brethren, let me have joy from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in the Lord. Bring me joy, Philemon, by knowing that this problem and this schism is now taken care of. Having confidence in your obedience. There he goes again. Philemon, I know you're a good and obedient guy. I write to you knowing that you will do even more than I say. But meanwhile, also prepare a room for me. By the way, I'm coming. <laughs> he's like, I, I guess we have to forgive him because he's showing up and he's going to ask if you guys got it all. I mean, do you want to be fighting him and go, uh, hey, Paul, uh, did you guys got that figured out, that whole Onesimus? No, we, we, put, we took him out back and whipped him. You think that was going to go over well? He says, but meanwhile, also prepare a guest room for me, for I trust that through your prayers I shall be granted unto you. And we'll get into this final greeting in a minute. But I want you to see something here. This is the gospel. Is that Jesus says, whatever you owe the Father, I will pay, just as Paul says. A debt that we cannot pay. No one could ever pay the debt that is due the Father. And Jesus says, I will pay it. Not only that, is did you see? Hey, I'm coming to you. I'm going to return to you as well. In the meantime, prepare a guest room for me. For I trust that through your prayers... I shall be granted unto you. Now, Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus. Man, Epaphras is like in jail with Paul. That's rough. How many of you would have been locked up with Paul? Willingly. 
Guys, I, I believe these guys willingly got locked up so that they could help take care of Paul. I'm sure that they're younger guys. And there's nothing like having a bunch of younger guys around. Timothy, all of these guys, Demas, they were all younger guys. And here is Epaphras. I'm going to give up my freedom so that I can minister to the Apostle Paul. And listen, and maybe taking a beating every once in a while for the Apostle Paul. Bind him up, help him. As do Mark, there's Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, Luke. Got to have a doctor around. He said, these are my fellow laborers. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you and with your spirit. Amen. It's a very short book, isn't it? Very easy to read, go through. But we can see the heart of embrace Jesus Christ. This is an opportunity, the time in which we are living in, to come back, to realize where we are and how far we've gone away from God. But here's the good news. He will pay your fee to the Father. All we have to do is accept Christ into our life, that free gift of eternal life. And you too can be restored to the Father, just like Onesimus and Philemon. But note with me, there was a broker in between, and that was Paul the Apostle. For we have a mediator between God. Is that mediator is Christ Jesus. He is the one that bridges the gap between this world and the eternal world. Well, read ahead next week. You know where we're going to be. It's very exciting. Chronicles. Woohoo! Read ahead. The first 10 chapters in Chronicles for next week. I don't know. I just said that to get a No, I, I think actually we will, I think we hit nine chapters, nine or ten chapters in Chronicles for the first time. So read ahead next week in the book of Chronicles. You'll be excited about it as we see the priest's view of the kings versus the king's views of the kings. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word, Lord, for Philemon, for Paul the Apostle, Onesimus, Lord, all of these players, Father, that our hearts would be like the Apostle Paul. That perhaps God is allowing this for a purpose to happen. And we pray, Lord, for our family and friends, co-workers who don't know you, that you would bring other people into their life to minister. And Lord, even perhaps the tragedies that they go through, perhaps you use these to bring them into the kingdom of God. What a glorious time, Lord, to see these people enter into eternity through their tragedies. It is so counterintuitive into our mind to think that way. Thank you, Lord, that you paid the payment for us. Whatever is owed, you pay to the Father. Not by our righteousness, but by yours. We are clothed in your righteousness. Lord, let us be peacemakers. 
let us bridge the gap between two believers so that there might be healing and wholeness once again. Thank you, Lord, for our night and for your word. In Jesus' name, amen.